and she had stuck by his side through all his transition, all his trials, tribulations, and you know he was finally proposing, making mm -hmm. that union, you know, one with God. Right, mm -hmm. right. So. I don't know. People had mixed emotions about that whole thing <laughs> about, you know, why do women allow themselves to stick around for seven years waiting mm -hmm. on a man to get mm -hmm. their shit together, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. And so Kobe was like, oh, have y'all seen this cute proposal <laughs> video? And I was like, and she started explaining it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I saw that one. And I was not happy about it. And I was like, well, why women always got to suffer with their man and stuff like that? And I don't know nothing about this couple, so don't y'all be coming back at me. Like, I don't know y'all's life or anything, but from yeah. the outside looking in, mm -hmm. um, what he was saying kind of rubbed me the wrong way because he was just like, you, like you said, you've been through yeah. with me, you stuck around, yes. you, you know, you've been through me turning to a man. And I, from I, a boy, from a boy to a man. From a boy to a man. And I understand because honestly, um, with being in my first relationship, mm -hmm. the first couple of years, um, he wasn't like, even though I was all in love and stuff, he wasn't mm -hmm. the best boyfriend. Like yeah. he was, I found text messages, I found mm -hmm. Facebook messages, um, constantly broke up with me back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And I do see how when they're very young, I like, I don't hold them against I don't hold that against him now. Mm -hmm. Now, if we were together still, he would not, I, he would not cheat. He understands like the meaning of family and just having a, a one person. Yeah. But I don't feel like every woman has to stand by their man cheating on, I don't know if this man cheating on her or not, cheating on him, her, mm -hmm. like. I don't know what, what the relationship is. I just like, I don't need to, I don't want men to think that they have to stick around to wait until a man becomes a man. Like, you mm -hmm. can have a man mm -hmm. from the beginning, <laughs> like, yeah. who's not gonna hurt you, who's not gonna drag your heart, who's not gonna make you go through the most. And then mm -hmm. finally, like, yay, I finally understand. Now let's get married. But to each his own. Yeah, I mean, although I, and when I say I didn't like the video, I didn't hit the like button. But I don't know, y'all, because I'm having, I have different emotions about mm -hmm. the whole thing. Because what initially sparked Kobe from saying, sharing this video was because we was talking about the brain development, remember? Mm -hmm. And so we was talking about how the the human brain doesn't, so your brain goes into these different stages of growth and development. When you're five years old, zero to five year, years old, your brain is literally like a sponge. Like, mm -hmm. it's so undeveloped. Uh, just imagine Play-Doh and you can just sculpt it, mold it, change the form, rearrange it, and just form it into all these different shapes. Then as you go from six to eight, your brain is still like, imagine you leaving Play-Doh out for like six hours. It's not all the way hard to rock hard, but you can still kind of mold it. So it gets a little bit more developed then and then as you get from um i think it's like 12 to 17 your brain is still not fully developed it's like it's almost at that peaking point to where it's like hardened well i'm, I'm using the hardened the um, analogy with the clay but just imagine if you will is a, a underdeveloped brain and a fully developed brain and then they say when you get to 20 as women, because y'all know men, y'all be, this is, and it's scientifically proven that men develop or mature um, slower, at a slower rate than women, but it's just really, their brain is just not fully developed. Yeah. So it's not necessarily to say that y'all are immature, it's just 
y'all brains haven't fully developed. So women's their brain, uh, women our brain developed at I want to say twenty, and then a man's brain fully develops, and it's different cases, but they're saying it could be as early as twenty three to twenty six, mm-hmm. and so. We were saying like, um, you know, I was taking it because we love to tie everything to relationships. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's probably why men like in in high school, you know, they may actually love a woman and or the, not a woman. We're kids at that time. They may love their girlfriend in high school, but they do them so, so dirty. It's just because their their reasoning mind is seriously not developed. And even, you know, when you get out of high school, college as well, their brains are still not developing. You have these episodes of just people not making good decisions and so Kobe was like that reminds me of like this video that we saw I mean I saw on Instagram and he was just saying how this woman she really really loved him when he was a boy making all those dumb decisions and we don't know what those decisions were and um, (laughs) just making bad decisions I'm guessing boy decisions into being with him until he's a man and so I, I don't know I don't know how I feel about that I don't necessarily disagree with it but then I don't think that women we have to go through it, it's just to each his own it's to each his own i think i mean i think in the so in the comments a lot of women older women so women who are now in their 30s 40s you know were making comments about how they dated men for years mm. in their 20s and it didn't work out mm. and you know it just goes back to we're not the same person like you said your brain is developing you're growing you're changing so that person mm. that you are in your 20s by the time you hit that you're not the same person right so uh, it, it is hard like you have to make that decision within yourself okay am i gonna you know be with this person you know while we're growing and developing and hopefully you know we're growing and developing together or Mm-hmm. Do I just you know do this by, grow and become a woman and they become a man on my on their own and then you know I just date later in life and get married later in life? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the question. Because that's what it seems like to me is like what they were saying is like you shouldn't date you know like you shouldn't have like a serious committed relationship in your twenties. Mm-hmm. Which I was just like I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, so this is my thing. Now that y'all talking, got my mind expanded and stuff. <laughs> it's the thing is, it's a good and a, a bad thing, and it's it's levels to this. So right, I think it's important. I don't I don't particularly think you. At first, I used to think like we should. I used to think for myself, I wish I would have dated in high school, so I was prepared for my first relationship out of high school. Mm-hmm. But now I'm thinking like. Since you told me about how our brains molded and if there was any trauma within a teenaging teenager relationship, I wouldn't want that to stick within my brain, mm-hmm. crossing over to my adulthood. So I do recommend like probably dating, you know, some like eight with, healthy parameters, with yeah. healthy parameters, not being all, you know, that's the person. But to each his own, because people they marry their dame, high school, school sweetheart. Yeah. So um. It happens, but I will say, growing up or being in my first relationship, there are things that also, me as a woman, that I wasn't the best, best girlfriend. Like, I could be more thoughtful. I could have been a lot more things. And so, I think that when you are starting off young or at any age, you're going to grow and you're going to change and you're going to learn. And so, I do think it's important that, you know, we started dating like 19, 19, 20, 21 because 
you know, how else are you going to learn? Like, right. how else are you going to learn that? I don't want to... What you like and what you don't. What you like and what you don't like. And also, how to be a good man or be a good yes. woman. Because from my first relationship, I learned so much about how I want to be in my next relationship. Mm-hmm. What I won't take and what I, and what I will take. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, giving everybody that room to grow. Mm. My thing is, is also, if I was who I am now back then, I would not stand for any cheating, any text messages that are crazy, any right. um, nude photos that I found of other women. Like, I would not, ah, come on, come on, I would not, my self-worth, right. I wouldn't say it was lower back then, I would just say I was just so in love, mm-hmm. but I would not. I would not take it as lightly as I did. Absolutely. Maybe I would still stay with the person, but it definitely would be like we breaking up and then maybe let me think about maybe getting back with you. So I'm just trying to say like women don't get in their mind. I feel like um, the world is telling us or maybe like not the world, but I see a lot of memes like if you can't have me at this Gucci, you can't have me at this Gucci. And so it's just like I want them to know that they don't have to suffer with someone and wait until they become this person. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have to want to be that person for the, themselves. So I don't want anybody to suffer. You know, because suffering includes things like catching STIs, you know, you know, pregnancies and traumas. Not to say that that's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you, you know, most people want to be with the person they have a baby with. And so I don't think that you should have to stick with them through crazy stuff and blatant disrespect. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Yeah, and I think it's just that because, you know, I want to go back to how you were saying um, within the relationship, Mm -hmm. you you learned Mm -hmm. things about yourself when we date at um, our age around 19, 20, when we're in those young relationships. um, We learned so much, not even just about what we the treatment we don't want from that person, Mm -hmm. but we learn about, you know, what how can I be better? Right. And so. With that being said, a lot of times what happens when you're not in a headspace of learning, you end up repeating. Mm-hmm. You end up repeating and going through the same cycles, not seeing yourself work. So sometimes you do need to draw back from the relationship so you can really evaluate and say, like, okay, what, let me figure out what do I need to do better for myself so that I can bring value to the relationship that I want to be in for a life a lifetime or what what do I need to learn that learn from the people that I want or the person that I want the significant other that I want to be that I want to be in my life for a lifetime and so what ends up happening in most cases we'll just get stuck on autopilot and we'll just live in these toxic relationships so many um accepting people cheating on you accepting whether that's domestic violence accepting um just you know, really negative situations in re- within the relation or toxic situations within a relationship until that become you become desensitized and then that thing becomes a norm and you don't even realize that you're going through this this negative this this chain of suffering and so it's important when you do feel like like you were saying I wouldn't know if I going back if I could go back as my old self 
and I think about my old relationship going back, and if I can go back, it's my old self. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not saying we regret anything because I think those things build character. Mm-hmm. It builds mm-hmm. your, um, it builds that experience, that wisdom. So I wouldn't change it, but I, if, and I don't even want to say if I can go back, but knowing. If you were, yeah. if you were that person at this time, exactly, you would. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I would do things differently. And then, so, but I, one thing I do want to touch on is just bringing it back to current relationships. Um, I'm not saying that. I don't, I don't think, and let me word this right because I don't want people to go out there and, and take it for the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that you're going to get in a relationship where there's zero suffering. I'm sorry. I just got to say that because yeah. that's just unrealistic. Being in a relationship, I have, and I think my relationship is amazing, but we did have some, some rocky situations, some rocky times. But when you present that case... When you present, like, I'm stuck on cases because the ego is an opinion opinion podcast. But when you present that situation to the person, like, okay, you've been texting such and such, or you've been um, doing something, you know, that makes me really feel some type of way. And I present that to you. And if you were willing to change, like, genuinely change for you, because you see the bigger picture of this relationship, you see where we're trying to go, you see... Um, that is, is, is not making me comfortable and you don't want to do anything that can make me uncomfortable because just let's be real everyone has different upbringings and sometimes people would just act naturally and they won't even know that they're bringing suffering on you unless you voice that to them they could just be living what they think is normal for them and like oh and it doesn't even have to be something extreme as cheating it could just be reserving not talking to you when they feel some type of way or you know suppressing their emotions and, and that could bring you suffering because you're like okay i'm trying to figure out what's going on with you and you shut down you don't want to talk to me just little things like that can bring suffering and so if you're not willing to talk that out and to get over that hump and what a lot of cases in those younger relationships you ain't thinking about like that you just like okay it's my world i'm having the, the like, I'm living my best life, and so bump whoever you're in a relationship with. This makes me happy, no matter what it may be, whether that's cheating or, you know, going out, staying too late, drinking. I don't know, whatever the case may be. And so when uh, suffering do arise, if that person's not willing to work together to get through that hump, then I think it's time to go. That's it's time to, to move on. Because even with a parent and a child relationship, the child may bring the, the mom suffering, like, how could you do that? Like, even just something as little as, I don't know, my, like, not even cleaning your room. Like, like, something like that. My mama was mad at me for a long time. <laughs> I got my belly button pierced. Um, <laughs> and she did not talk to me for, like, a week. Right. And I her suffering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forgot what I did to my dad, but it was something like he just was upset with me. And it's just like, but we have to talk these things through and not, you know, continue to go our way about things and being selfish about it. But yeah, that's just my old take on the suffering thing. That's true. It is. That's all that is. So my, I feel like it's, which is, I, I agree with your points, but I feel like it's deeper. And it's three reasons why I feel like we suffer in relationships in in anything mm-hmm. it goes to self-esteem which mm-hmm. i think you touched on that a bit mm-hmm. you talked about you just allow yourself to um to take on certain things mm-hmm. because you just haven't built that that self-worth yet right. so i do agree with that the other thing like you said kind of your childhood experiences and what i mean by that is if i see my mom sacrifice and suffer 
because mm-hmm. okay she had me at 24 25 so mm-hmm. she gave up she sacrificed and suffered maybe her goals or her dreams mm-hmm. because she had to raise me and do certain things so i see that i take that on and i feel like I have to do the same thing because mm-hmm. what she sacrificed for me. So you see what I'm no, saying? Because yeah, she suffered. Right. I feel like, okay, I may want to go do this, but my mom wants me to do this. So I feel like that's why, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. when it's like a guilt. Choosing, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. When we're choosing what we want to do in life, it's like, dang, I really want to be a rapper or a singer or an mm-hmm. athlete, you know. Mm-hmm. But my mom wants me to be a doctor. She mm-hmm. sacrificed, you know, and did so much for me. So I feel like I have to suffer and sacrifice for her. Yeah, and I feel like a yeah. lot of people like um, who come in through the country, like yes, I, like people literally yes did like escape impoverished yes. um, countries and stuff like mm-hmm. that to be in, in um, America, and then yes. they're like, oh, you gotta come over here. I've done all this. Children, and yeah. you wanna be a rapper or you wanna be a podcast host yes. like yes. and then they feel that guilt like dang my mom did really just risk her entire right. life yes yeah and it's the same with relationships we see our parents our grandparents parents who stayed in relationships you know mm-hmm. that they probably shouldn't have so we yes. see that and we feel like oh that's just a part of normal right like you said suffering is a part of a relationship so we feel like we have to stick through our mm-hmm. trials and tribulations because we saw our ancestors do it yes yeah. Ooh. The other thing is um, just these societal um, standards. Mm -hmm. Like as a Latin woman, Mm -hmm. when you think of a Latin woman, what do you think? You think... Spicy. Spicy. You think they have a a larger family? (laughs) I'm just thinking about those societal standards. Like Mm -hmm. Latin women, Latin people typically have larger families. Mm -hmm. They, They birth more children. They do. So they feel like... I don't know. You just that that carries on over through generations and generations. That's true. It's like if I only have one child, then I'm gonna be looked at differently amongst exactly. my culture. Exactly. As black people, you know, we have the single father or a single mother, single parent stereotype, and mm. so that stigma kind of carries on through generations. We take. I think sometimes we take on our stereotypes Ooh. in a way. And can I piggyback? Yes, on that? yes. That's so true because I can only speak from the black experience. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times these stereotypes are projected onto mm-hmm. the younger generation. Mm-hmm. I remember I was having a conversation with um my friend's mom, we'll just say that. Just to remain mm-hmm. keep people identity <laughs> safe. Um, but now I was having a conversation with my friend's mom and she was just basically telling me like, um, so we was having a disagreement about how the black woman should raise their their children and so the her argument was okay so there was um so she was saying basically you know your your child is your everything and i believe that but like don't give me i agree to the full extent she was like you you should be there for your child like like every day every morning every mm-hmm. second every minute every and i was like well i still think the mother should still be able to have a life at the same mm-hmm. time like she should still be able to have like a day off on, on your day she's like no every day off you need to be with that child i was like well i think you know it, it's a balance because if yes. the mother is feeling depleted i don't think she can give fully to yes. you know the child so i was like i think it's okay for her to try to get back because she was a single mom and mm-hmm. so this is where she 
we were speaking from, she was like, I think a single mom should focus on that child. Don't be worried about getting in a relationship with no other man. Like, basically, your child is your relationship type deal. And wow. I was like, I think that's unhealthy. She was like, no, I was a single mom, and you just wait until you. I was like, oh, I'm no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, God forbid. She was like, you, you don't know until till you get there and baby watch, and you'll understand. And I was like, no, I don't want to understand that. And I don't, I don't want to receive that reality. But it's just like people project their own life experiences and make them become the norm and it's just that's unfair to the the next generation and the future generations to come we want to birth generations that are healthier than what we are or just because we this is going back to our conversation we were we had when we were at whole foods Mm -hmm. it's like just because we had to go through suffering and a lot of times the older generation will tell us and i was telling this firsthand in my family i had to grind it out and work three jobs and do this so i need you to have that same energy that same passion to be able to do this get it out the mud go through the suffering and then you'll see your your greater days on the other side and i'm like it has to be another way. Yeah. yeah. It is another way, in fact. Yeah. But it's just like we're being projected and, and frowned upon or guilted and shamed if we don't do the and make this the same decisions that you thought were necessary to yes. make life copacetic for us yes. all. So, yes. yeah. It, so we have to break those cycles, break those chains, right. start those new cycles. traditions of, no, we're not going to have single fam- family homes. We're not just going to have... You're not just gonna have you know three kids with three different baby mamas. Right. No, you're gonna you know stick find one woman, have this child, you know raise a family. Mm. We're gonna you have to we have to create new things, new things. And, and also, no, girl. also I was just gonna say like the way to really stop that because a lot of people don't even know that they are being mm-hmm. projected upon yeah. or they don't even know that they're. Agreeing yeah. subconsciously because you could have just said like when she said you don't know when you become a single mom blah 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 you could have just most people would probably be like just shaking their head like, and yeah, right. that like you know what I don't know but you were conscious enough to stop that reality from coming into manifestation by saying mm-hmm. no I'm not going to be a single parent I'm going to have a healthy family you know right. because a lot of times we just easily in the midst of conversation take on the projections that we don't have for our lives mm-hmm. but it's just so easy to just nod your head and listen instead of rebut and if we're just very conscious of what people are saying to us and what we are allowing to be projected upon us we can make the conscious decision to not only say no i want this for my life but also that could ultimately change how they perceive other people's lives like oh you know what Right. I don't and like she doesn't have to be a single parent like most women don't have to be a single parent you know mm-hmm. to each his own but it's just like having that consciousness enough to not always go with the flow of subconsciously saying yes that is for me mm-hmm. and you know you don't want it to be right and that's what anything guys. Mm-hmm. because you know a lot of times even with the finances you know, a lot of times we just in casual conversation. You're like, man, I got no money for that. And you just start shaking your mm-hmm. head like, I'm broke. Like, girl, girl, tell me about it. Right. Me. I, I just have to be my head like this. <laughs> I'm not broke. Like, <laughs> right? You just start digging yourself in the deeper and deeper, like, rooted beliefs. Mm-hmm. And these things implant. So you literally have to uproot some, some of these things on a daily basis, a secondly basis, an hourly basis, a minutely basis. And, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, a lot of times, I even hear you say it, and we start to say it more and more, 
when we're discussing something that we're going through, we say, well, me personally, you know, I can't talk for nobody else but me. This is what I'm going through because you don't want to project because we can even do the projecting. We don't want to project our financial struggles. We more so want to say, like, I'm going through this and this is what helped me. In our last podcast, She's Got Game with Sham Booty. Uh, y'all go watch that. She was just saying, like, there's a lot of relationships. Like, there's a lot of lessons mm. that you can learn but by not going through that situation. Yes. By mm. looking at, like, maybe your parents went through a bad relationship. And right. you learn from there. It's like, that's not what I want. So yes. I'm not going to put myself in that situation. Yes. Right. And um, so just, like, she was saying, like, a lot of people say, like, lessons learned, push the, like, lessons learned through, like, toxic relationships mm. you know it's like oh it's just a lesson learned but she was like no like my toxic relationship pushed me back five years of my life <laughs> like mm. and so all i'm saying is that suffering you don't always have to suffer when you know better you do better right. and so just really pay attention to that yeah. i can agree with that more that's so so exactly true it's just hard because you hear you think about that quote you want to let me shoot me in the gym yeah like, <laughs> We feel like we have to go through the mud with people in order, you know, to be there with them at the top. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know why we feel that way. I don't know. And the, I was just going to say, the thing with that is, we literally were together shooting in the gym, right? Yeah. We all played basketball together. <laughs> and now we're here at being the host of Soul Feeling Podcast. Just because you're with somebody from back in the day doesn't mean that they made you suffer. Mm, like, true. y'all didn't make me suffer. I learned and grow with y'all. True. Like, if I have a problem with y'all, we'll communicate yeah. about it. You know, we might have blow-ups and then we simmer down. And then it's like, but it was never something like, intentionally, you hurting mm. me. You're not caring about my feelings. You're doing stuff on purpose. Yes. Or without me in mind. Like, I know my friends think about me Oh, when they make a decision that might affect me. Yes. And so and so that's the difference. Like you could be with like somebody shooting in the gym, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they're gonna make you suffer. Exactly. Okay. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Um mm-hmm. you you couldn't have said it better. I mean I couldn't have said it better myself. Like you literally hit it spot on and a lot of times people think that just because we started from the bottom, mm-hmm. it had to be like us hurting one another right it doesn't have to be that we can start from the bottom and and build in love mm-hmm. and build with your ideas coming together and tr- yes. yes build that trust like you can and you'll go through small hiccups not even mm-hmm. in, in at the time they might not seem like they're small right. they could seem like they're the end of the world but like you know when something is like toxic and yeah. where it's like stunning your stifling your growth opposed to y'all are going through this but you're steady growing Mm -hmm. in a positive way Mm -hmm. and so you just want to be very mindful and like really take yourself if you feel like you're in a toxic situation and you feel like okay i I don't know what's going on here are we am i because a lot of times and what narcissistic people will do or are those the people that are manipulators they will manipulate manipulate you into thinking like okay mm-hmm. we are th- this is just a rough patch you know we going through i don't want to make a man voice because it could be women very well like <laughs> like you but know, men are more, more likely to leave <clears throat> they literally usually will not suffer 
mm. with a woman, but they expect us to support them. But that's just come from a woman's perspective. That mm. it is for those rare cases, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. You're right. Most cases, women, we are the ones trying to stick it out for the family and hold the family together. Mm-hmm. It's just one black guy, you know, you do stuff like that. But it's like, no, this is you have to really think about it and not even think about it. Like, see what you feel when yeah. you're around that person. Do you feel like I'm growing? in a positive light for my family are they are they um taking you away from the people you love and putting you like on an island and so you can't even have good judgment for yourself and so that you even know that you're even going through suffering yeah so it's just like being really mindful uh are we growing together like i think like if we're when i say suffering like suffering to to, to pay a bill, not suffering because, you know, he can't stop sleeping with your, your cousin or something. <laughs> right. Like, this is a levels of suffering. Yeah, and I want people to know that it isn't really suffering. The thing is, like, I'm not saying if this man broke, leave him. No, like, it's different. It's like, if this man is, like... Verbal abuse. Verbal mental abuse, abuse yeah. mental abuse. Like, if this man might be broke right now, but he is pushing, right. he is making the oh, actionable steps to be better, and he's including you in it, and he's telling you, this is what I want to do, and this is my plan, and he's actually implementing it, yes. I feel like that's nothing that's what's sticking. That's far sticking through. You yeah. see the plan, it's actually happening. Now, if this man is gambling your money, y'all lose your damn house, <laughs> you lose your car, he's selling your car, that's suffering. That's yes. like... Yeah. So we have to know the difference between like, mm-hmm. are we just sticking around because we're working through this together? It's just like that's what we go through. Like mm-hmm. we go through things. We go through somebody might be going through like a depression or somebody might be going through something like that we can't really control. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to decide whether that's suffering or whether that's just like something we could work through. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if anybody's making you suffer i feel like you have to leave that's a toxic state and i think a lot of times like if we're thinking about people who have been with each other for Mm -hmm. a very long time and then they're finally getting married and they suffer and all that stuff Mm -hmm. i know for sure that there was a break where they were separated and i feel like the only way to be able to come back into a relationship and get married and have a healthy relationship is there has to be a break to heal and mm. a lot of times people will say like we broke up before we got married like right before we got married or we broke up first we broke up multiple times and then we got married it's because they needed time to like be apart to mm. heal to understand what they lost and then they both make a decision to mm. come back together to say hey no i want this to work out and I, this time i want it to be right right and, and so and that yeah. person going through that this is when that transformation of mm-hmm. becoming a boy to a man or a girl to a woman or whatever the case may be. I don't want to make it, you know, one side. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, because you have to really see, like, and I even think about myself, like, things I've done to people or I would have done or would have, yes. I, I wouldn't do that now right. if I was with that person or not even in a relationship with that, just anything, like, mm-hmm. on the smallest things that you really have to go through something. And like you said, withdraw and then realize, self-reflect, okay, I'm wiser now. Mm-hmm. It's that whole wisdom-based um, right. experience, that growth. Yeah, and making the decision whether to go back into that situation or to move on mm-hmm. and get 
what you feel like they couldn't give you. Mm. And so it's not always going back in like, oh, now we're happy. It's like, right, sometimes right. it's like, no, actually, I don't want to go back there. Right. There's nothing for me there. Um, it was something you said that sparked something in me. Ooh. And it's um, the savior complex. Mm. And I think um, that. You know, you're right. It, it can be women, too. We can yeah. cause the suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely women who have drug addiction, drug mm-hmm. problems, and men have held it down, you know, and mm-hmm. provided for the children Real. and put them in rehab and stuck and paid so for true. things, you know. We, we have messed up some things. And women have been, I mean, men have been there to save our asses. That's so, so you know, it happens. It's both sides. But that savior complex, too, can be a reason why people stick around. They feel like they just... They just they and they're in the meanwhile while you're trying to have your cape on, you're suffering. That cape, yeah. You're suffering thinking that I can fix this person. (laughs) (laughs) And boy, I I tell you, I've lived that reality. Like oh, if I just love them harder, they will change. Oh, if I just shoot with them in the gym and we're just using this as an analogy but if i'm there with them every step of the way and helping them and spoon feeding them and you know sometimes that can cause a person to undervalue you or not show you your true worth because they take you for granted take you that's the word i was looking for that's take you for granted because they're gonna feel like this person's always going to be here. No matter if I yeah. step on them, stab them, shoot them with a gun, they're going to yeah. still be here like with the, the bandage wounds in them and all. Yes. And they're still going to be like, okay, how can I help you? But yes. in the meantime, you're being so depleted and they can see that they're leeching all your little energy. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it goes back to when we say this thing in like every podcast, but you have to help you first. Yes. You have to put your gas mask on if you were in the airplane and it's about to go down. If you're in a relationship and it's about to go down, you have to make sure you are good. You are taken care of. And and a lot of times is is nurturing women in most cases, we want to take care of people. We want to take care of you so much to the soul to where we just feel so depleted. And, and, and when you look back and it's just like, we have this this resentment toward people like how could you do that to me how could you you constantly day in after all i gave to you after all i've done for you and you really probably have but then at the same time you have to learn we have to learn or if it's a male or female you have to learn to know when to step back Mm -hmm. and let that person figure life out for themselves and it goes to like with parenting i was reading in this book and in the relationship it was like People will not see the value in the help you give them if you always helping them out, spoon feeding them, baby, mm-hmm. teaspoon. Yeah. They didn't say it like this, but this is my uh, translation. <laughs> and it, but they basically say you have to let people fall on their faces so that they can get back up. Like if you fall and someone's always there picking you right up, you're not gonna build be able to build mm-hmm. the strength in your legs. Exactly. You're not gonna be able to feel like what it's like to walk on. You can help. But you can't overhelp yeah. because then that person is not going to actually be able to stand for themselves. If you just, it's just like if someone give you all the answers to every single test, what are you really going to learn? Right. And so it's like the test of life. You can't give someone, even if you, like with money, it's like if someone has, say, $1,000 in debt, you can't give them that $1,000 because they're going to be right back in debt tomorrow. But you have to really make them sit back, evaluate, like, okay. Put a plan together, like how can I pay out this debt? Yeah. And if they really put them sac- their, those themselves through certain sacrifices, okay, I can't eat out all the time. And like they 
force themselves not to eat out for months. Oh, I can't, you know, get those new shoes that I've been wanting to get. And they're going to feel that. It's giving them themselves that time to re reflect and say, okay, when I do get this money, yeah. now I'm going to really be able to appreciate it and value it versus, oh, somebody's going to take care of that when it gets done. And so that's what happens most times. And then that breeds suffering on both ends when it's all said and done. Well yeah. said. Talk to you later. Until next time, soulmate. Bye.